0: Amen. All right. Well, we have been in a season called follow. And uh, as I've had you repeat and we'll continue to have you repeat, everybody say this, say it's a season, season. not a series. series. We've deemed these uh, themes or topics uh, a season because I think it's uh, the best Verbiage that we could use as a church, as a church family. All of our churches are are doing this. And it's exciting because as you listen to all the different sermons, they're all a little bit different but under the same umbrella. Some services have been a move of God. Some services have been um, in one vein, some in a different vein. But it's all had a a great flow to it. Pastor Steve in Florence, um, you can go on Family Worship Center Florence. You can go on the website. You can go uh, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook. And, and watch his sermon from last week from their 10.30 service. 10.30 service last week. Um, it was on following God's plan for your life. And I'd said some similar things throughout some of my sermons, but he spent a whole sermon on it. Man, it was really, really good. Really, really good. Two weeks ago, uh, what would that be, the 28th? On the 28th, uh, listen to his 9 a.m. sermon. It was on peace, following after peace. Another great sermon. And... Um, uh, Pastor Justin in Georgetown, great sermons. And so all of this is coming together. Um, I'm not sure much, how much longer we'll be on it. So I've got a lot I want to try to fit in today. And I was, the band was <laughs> laughing with me earlier. I've never had a sermon with this many points. Don't look, y'all don't look so alarmed. Y'all are like, oh my goodness. Oh honey, we're not going to get... Oh, it'll be one o'clock. No, no, no. I think we can get through this quick. We can get through this quick. Um, but uh, I, do, I do want to, to not rush past it, but I want to um, hit a lot today. I want to cover a lot of ground. So I, I think it's better to take notes. I think you get more out of, you know, in class, I would always take notes. Take notes today. You'll get more out of it. Amen. If you're watching online, find some way to take notes, take notes on your phone or something like that. I want you to turn, I'm going to look at a few verses first, and uh, I'm going hit them quick, but I want you to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Before we put it up on the screens, I'm going to set it up, but Deuteronomy 28, we're going to spend a good bit of time there. You know, one of the things you have to realize in following God, you you have, I've said this for several weeks, I've actually said it to the youth on Tuesday nights, it's come out in my Wednesday night services, it, it's it's pivotal that you understand who God is, and where he would lead you to. In order for you to be confident in, okay, is this God leading me? That's one of the most common questions. It gets asked on Google. It gets asked to pastors. I've gotten asked, I don't know how many times, how do I know if this is God? How do I know if God's leading me? How do I know if this is my flesh or the spirit? And we ask these questions all the time. And the most secure way you can know the most profound, sound way you can know that God's leading you and that you're following the guide on the inside. You're following his voice and not your voice. You're following the spirit and not your flesh. The most sound way you can know is by his word. That's the most sound way that you can know. You're gonna have, you can have confidence that he's not going to contradict himself. As a matter of fact, as I'm setting this up, Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? In other words, God will do what he said he would do. Can you say amen? Amen. God will, he is who he said he is and he will do what he said he would do. He said he's not. A man, God is not a man that he should lie. I want you to say this after me. Say, I will not finish how I started. You are not called as a believer to finish the same way you started. Come to God right as you are. Come, I mean, you, you may have, people have told us, I don't know how many times in the last year, this is my first time back at church since COVID, since before COVID. And, and I, I, you know, most of them, now, not all of them, so that's you, don't, don't think that I thought this of you, but I think most of them had a, had a you know, I, I was serving God in that time. I mean, I love the Lord, but it was not the same as being in the house of God every week and serving God with all my heart and all my mind. And they kind of had that, you know, again, it's not like they were, I'm not saying they were backslidden, but it was like, man, I'm making a new commitment to God. But what's interesting is all of them that have said that, if that's you today, wherever you are today... That's not where God wants you to finish. Amen. You may have been serving God for 25, 35, 45 years. It's still not. You are not today where God wants you to finish. Paul said, I'm running a race and I'm called to run it well. I'm called to finish well. And he's, man, listen, you are running a race and you're not called this, to finish the same place you started. Can you imagine starting a race, getting down on the, on the start line, on the starting block, and they, they, they line everybody up. And the guy stands off to the side with the gun. And everybody's waiting. The crowd's silent. Everybody's anticipating it. Pow! And everybody takes off running except for one guy. And he just sits there the whole time. And everybody runs around, and he just sits there. It'd be ridiculous. No one is supposed to finish... The same place that you started. I see Aaron smiling because he's a runner. How'd you do yesterday? You did really good. Your dad posted a picture. You looked awesome. How'd you do? How'd you finish? Did you you improve your times? Cool. He loves it when I put him on blast. But he he ran yesterday. Uh, The reason it's special that I I called him out is because he actually uh, ran at my alma mater, West Florence High School in Florence. So good job, Aaron, man. Um, Say this. God is too faithful to fail me. So as we're going through these points today, I want you to keep these things in the forefront of your mind. I'm not going to finish where I started. God cannot fail to keep his promises. He is too faithful to fail me. He is not a man that he should lie. You know, um, God's word says you're going from glory to glory. Second Corinthians 318. You're, you're, you're going from glory to glory. You're improving. You're going through. You know, as I set up this, I'm going to tell you how many points I've got. I wasn't going to tell you, but I'm kind of excited. You ready? I have 24 points today. I got all kinds of mixed reactions. Some people are like, yes, praise God. Some people are like, oh, good night. Holy moly. Hey, listen, we're going to get through it. It's 1115. By 12 o'clock, I'm going to hit all 24. The, the, uh, the praise team was taking wagers. Some of them thought I would only have five, seven, nine. I was like, come on, y'all. Y'all don't believe in your pastor more than that? As we go through them, I want you to recognize something. I want you to recognize, this is not in every one of my points, not in every one of these verses, but it's in a lot of the Bible. You know, there are, there are two type of buts you can have in your life. There are two type of buts you can have in your life. There's the type of, you know, well, I know the Bible says that, but I, I know the Bible says that, that, that you know um, he'll supply all your needs, but but what? I mean, but what? I mean, do you believe God's word or not? I know God's word says that I could be healed, but you know, I just, Sister Susie was really saved and, and she was just serving God and she never got healed. I don't know about Sister Susie, but I know about God's word. And I know that God's word says by his stripes, I am healed by his stripes. I was healed and that when he shed his blood for me, that healing was provided for me and that it's available to me and I am determined to walk in healing. I don't know. I, I'm determined to not have the wrong kind of butt in my life. Anybody? Does anybody in here like butts? No, I'm serious. I like big butts in the Bible. B-U-T-S. Come on, y'all. I like big butts. I like big butts. Because like, there's some really big butts in the Bible. There are some really, really big. Y'all, y'all get your mind out of the gutter today. It's one T-B-U-T-S. There's some really big butts in the Bible. Like, for instance, John 10.10. 10. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come. Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. Let me give you another one. John 16.33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But, everybody say it, yelling out real loud, say But. but. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus said, I know you're going to have tribulation. See, there's so many churches out there that they'll just stay right on the tribulation. They've been tribulating since they got saved. They just love to tribulate. They're, they, it's my first tribulation church of northeast whatever. I mean, that's what it seems like. They just love to tribulate. I mean, people will fight you over, yeah, now now hold on now, don't don't talk about prosperity too much, because the Bible says we have tribulation. Yes, it does, but there's a but. Have you ever, what if people just ended their sentences on but? Well, pastor, that was a really good sermon today, but, but what? I mean, I would want to know. Hey, baby, listen, baby, that was a really good dinner, but, um. You'd be in trouble. You'd be in trouble. But what? What was wrong with my dinner? Hey, listen, I'm going to go to the store today, and uh, uh, I went to the store, but, uh, I mean, I mean if, you, if you went on and on and just never finished your sentences, no, when you have a but, I, I'm not an English major, but that's a conjunction. I'm not finished talking. I've got something else to say. Jesus said, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Everybody just put a smile on your face. Before we get to these 24 promises, I'm going to go over you, over with you today. I want you to start with a smile on your face. These are 24 promises that when you follow the guide on the inside, he'll lead you to his promises. I could probably find more promises, but I felt like 24 was a good number. I kind of want, it's basically 23, which I thought was good because it's Michael Jordan's number. And my son is really He's falling in love with basketball, and so I'm just trying to channel any type of Michael Jordan vibes that I can get in his life. Amen. And then there's a bonus point that's number 24. So we're going to go over 23, 24 points, 23 promises that God will lead you to. Before I get to them, one more point, one more sub point. Ready? I want you—you got to understand this. So we got to—we got to pay attention to the butts. We got to know that I'm not going to finish the same place that I started. And I also need to know that God shows no favoritism. You know, if you think, when, as God's leading you somewhere, that it's somewhere, you know, yes, it may be a, a unique path for you in the sense that how God delivers you there, but the same promise he made to Joe is the same promise he made to you. Sister Susie's promises are the same as your promises. Brother Bob... He's got the same God you have. And God loves you just as much as he loves Brother Bob. Just as much as he loves Pastor Paul. Just as much as he loves Evangelist Edward. I was trying to do E and E and P and P. Edward's all I had. (laughs) Evangelist Earl, I don't know. Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 35. Then Peter opened his mouth and he said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. He shows, let's go back, what does it say? In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. He's no respecter of persons. He's not partial to somebody else. It's also in James um, five seventeen in a different way. Uh, I, I had never really seen this verse in this light until I was studying this this week. Check this out. James 5.17 says, Elijah was as human as we are. This is talking about the prophet Elijah. I mean, he was the man. I mean, miracle upon miracle, I'm, I'm prophecies, and I mean, just whoa. He said, Elijah was as human as we are. And yet, when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. He's as human as you and I. Man, that 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 kind of wrecked me this week. I was like, dude. Because sometimes we'll discount it, right? Again, it's a but. It's like, it's like well, I, I mean, I know Elijah prayed like that, and the rain didn't, you know, it didn't rain for three and a half years, but, I mean, that was Elijah. Well, but what? I, it says right here, he's a man just like me. He's just as human as I am. But, on the flip side, but he had tapped in to the promises of God and the faith that he needed to, when he prayed, he believed that God was going to stop the rain. And when he prayed again, that it would rain again, that it would rain. I mean, that's what we should, we should actually live like we believe these promises. And when we're talking about following God and and going through our day-to-day activities and day-to-day life and big decisions that come along in our life, If you have a sound understanding of the promises of God, you'll recognize, I believe this wholeheartedly, you'll recognize his leading sooner, more effectively. Because you'll you'll recognize that, wait, God promised me this, so as I'm praying and believing and asking God to lead me toward whatever answer, I know it's going to be in this direction. Does everybody see where I'm going? That, that it can't be in the direction of, of dismay because God doesn't lead me to problems and dismay. It, it can't be in the direction of, of issues. I mean, maybe waiting, yes, but that's not, that's not a problem. That's, that's not an issue. I, God's going to lead me to one of these promises. God always honors his word. Jeremiah chapter one. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active I love this. In the Amplified, it says, I am watching over my word to perform it. God watches over his word to perform it. These promises, these promises that I'm about to go through with you, God is watching over his word to make sure they come to pass in in your life. So when when you're looking for God to lead you and you're asking God, all right, God, I'm here to follow you. I'm following Jesus. I'm following the Spirit. He's going to lead you in the direction of these promises. Amen? Amen. All right. Before we get into it, last thing we're going to do is we're going to say this statement. Everybody say it with me. Say, my life is is not determined by the world. world. My life life is governed by the word word. and led by the spirit. Spirit. One more time because it's a big statement. I want you to get it in your heart. Say, my life is is not determined by the world. But it's led by the Spirit and governed by God's Word. Are you there in Deuteronomy 28? Amen. Let's get through these 24 promises. Are you ready? Get ready to write. Take notes. This is going to bless your life today. I promise you. In Deuteronomy 28. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all, the, all of his commandments, which I command to you today, that the Lord your God will set you high. Everybody say, set me high. high. That's not number one, but when we get to these, we're going to write them in the first person. And the reason we're going to write them that way is because I want you to put these on your wall, put these on your uh, 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 car, your car dash, wherever you go, and, and declare them personally over your life. He says, he'll set you on high above all the nations of the earth. Verse two, and all these blessings, and all of these blessings, which blessings? The ones he's about to go over. The ones he's about to outline over these next 13 verses. The ones that are, he's about to put into, into writing so that generation after generation knows that my God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He said, listen, if you, these blessings will come upon you and overtake you because you obey what? This is crucial. Because you obey The voice of the Lord. So these promises, as you'll see, they're contingent. But they're still a promise. And as I've already said and say quite often, God keeps up his end of the deal every time. So, verse 3. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you be in the city, And blessed shall you be in the country. Look at verse 4. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Now, the NLT says that blessed shall be your children. Your children shall be blessed. Number one, I'm starting it off for all the parents right here off the bat. Number one, the number one promise is they're not in certain order, but the number one of my list is God will bless my children. God will bless my children. You, you, you have to listen when you're asking God to lead you in regard to your family, your schooling, your, what your kids are doing. You have to know that it's going to be in the direction of blessing. Come on, parents, say amen. This is good. This will help you. God will bless my children. This is a promise of God. Yes, it requires me to obey the voice of the Lord. Yes, to hearken to it diligently. Yes, to, to, to solidify my life as one being led by the Spirit. But when I do, God will bless my children. Keep on reading verse 4. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds. The increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Verse 5. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Look at this. Their entire life was blessed. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. See, y'all thought that prayer that I do a lot of times at the end of service, I'm just made that up. That's a promise from God. You shall be the head and not the tail, over and not under. Blessed coming in, blessed going out. Now look at verse 7. As we get to number two, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated right before your face. Amen. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Number two, God will conquer my enemies. God will conquer my enemies. Listen to me. Anything that comes against you one way, the Bible says it has to flee from you seven ways. The Bible tells us to resist the devil and he will flee. I, like, I don't like fleas, but I like fleeing. I like fleeing. I like when something comes against me. See, I've learned to recognize when I feel resistance, when I feel the enemy, when I feel anything come, some, somebody trying to attack my life or my family, I know where that comes from. John 10, 10 tells me. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. When I resist that, it flees from me seven ways. See, that's why you can't, you can't, you can't go through life wondering, well, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe this is God. No, that, that's, that's where you miss it. When you start thinking that the problem in your life, well, maybe that's God, you're gonna miss how God's trying to lead you out of it. Do you see it? The promise is that, that God's gonna bless my family. I'm gonna bless coming in, I'm blessed going out. This is the promise that was, yes, it was given to the children of Israel, I said this months ago I don't have time to unpack this today but these promises are the promises of Abraham that we that were transcribed or, or transferred to us as Gentiles. So this is just as applicable to me as it was to them. As a matter of fact the Bible says that what God says to one he says to all. I mean when he wasn't just talking to Moses and saying this is just for you, he said this is for my people. Are you his people? Are you his people? Hey, online, are you his people? Then if so, get in line with his promises and expect God. You know, it's a proven fact. You're going to get what you expect. You're going to get what you expect. Expect God's blessings, God's promises to come, and pa- come to pass in your life. And when you set out your day or you, even when you come to an impasse and you say, okay, wait a second, God, this has come up and, and this situation has arisen. How do I know if God's leading me, he's going to lead you to his promises? He's going to lead you to his promises. Are you ready? Let's go on to number three. Let's look at verse eight. My Bible's upside down. Got to flip it around. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your hand. Oh, wait. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. Look at this. In your storehouses. That's not talking about your kitchen. That's talking about your pantry, your bank account. Who puts their groceries in the back of the car? Back of your car? Wherever else you might put your groceries? Your your storehouse, where you're storing things up. The Lord will what? He'll command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord, your God, is giving you which is what he was talking to them specifically, hey, you're going into this land. Um, You know, God gives you things in your life not for it to be tragically taken away from you and lost forever. He gives you things to bless you. How many of you give your kids something just to tick them off? No. You give your kids stuff to bless them. Number, what are we on here? Number three. Listen to this. God will supply my provision ahead of time. God will supply my provision ahead of time. I also wrote a longer version. Before any need arises, God will supply my provision ahead of time. There's a storehouse that God wants, you, you, you have the opportunity to store up for you blessings to cover anything that comes your way. And God will bless you to the point, he said he'll command blessings to where? To your storehouses. This is really good. This is really good. This will help you. Where, again, where is God leading me? Is he leading me to, to, to you know, yes, he wants you to give uh, give to the poor, give to the needy, give to your church. He wants you to give. But what happens when you give? He gives back to you. Well, I just feel like God's leading me to give all my money away. If you if you really feel that, if you really feel that, he'll bless you so much in return. I, I You know, listen. You have to trust that whatever God's leading you to do, it's going to circle back to a promise of his. Number, where are we on? Number three, before any need arises, God will supply my provision ahead of time. Let's keep going. Verse nine, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep, here it is again. Here's the if, if you keep the commandments of the Lord, your God, and walk in his ways, then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. For everybody that's watching me, listening to me, and is being critical of this message and being critical of the, you know, the prosperity message or whatever, if you listen to God's word, the reason he wants you blessed is for his glory. And if you keep that in perspective, and as I get to, if I get to my last point today, I pray and I do, because all this is only going to make sense if I get to 24. But if you look at 24, and you look at all, uh, uh, all this that, that, that I'm outlining for you, it's for his glory. And if you keep that in perspective, that God's leading me to a place, I'm following him to a place that provides for me, blesses, for, blesses me, blesses my kids, blesses my family. And when I land there, As I follow God there, I give him the glory, he's glorified, his name is known, he's lifted up on high, he gets the credit, he gets the glory, he gets the praise, he gets the honor. Can you say amen? Amen. I'm not doing it for me. I mean, God is doing it for me. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he does love me, and he does want me blessed. There's nothing wrong with you thinking that way. But in the same vein, it's so that I can point it all back to him. I've got a good daddy. Oh, I've got a good, oh, I've got a good, good father. Man, let me tell you about how good my God is. Amen? Verse 9 and 10, we we, we just read that, right? Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. Look at verse 11. And the Lord will grant you, wow, and the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body Again, talking about children, in the increase of your livestock, what you own, in the produce of your ground, what you've planted, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. Several points in this one, or two uh, two points in this one. Number four, God will give me prosperity. God will give me prosperity. It's in the Bible. I can show you chapter upon chapter upon verse upon verse that outlines it. God will give me prosperity. You should never be poor. You should never live paycheck to paycheck. How can you follow the commands of God? How can you you give to the needy? How can you help others who are in need? How can you be, as you'll see in a second, one of the points is to be a lender and not a borrower. You should be blessed to the point that you lend to others and that 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 you have enough that you can actually lend to them and not have to borrow from anybody. That whatever God calls you to do, you say. Oh, uh, do you want cash or check? Cashiers check. Okay, I can do that too. Cash app. Got it. No problem. Not not on my credit card. On my debit card. Because I got it in the bank. Oh, hold on one second. Is that six fit hundred thousand? Let me just transfer that from my savings real quick. How much is the building? One million? A oh, 1.5 million? No problem. How do you want that? You want me to wire it to you? You should be the lender and not the borrower. I'm getting ahead of myself, but there should be prosperity and expectation of prosperity in your life. We'll also see that in the book of Joshua in just a minute. Number five, God promised me the ability to have children. Whether you're a male, you should have the ability to produce children. Whether you're a female, you should have the ability to, to produce children. Everything should be working in your body. It's a promise from God. If God is no respecter of persons, then he gave Hannah a baby. Does God love Hannah more than he loves you? Is it in the Bible? I, I know I know I know that's tough because you've had you've had famous preachers and whoever, maybe somebody you love, maybe a good family member, maybe someone who really genuinely loves God. And they told you now, I, I know, I know God gave Hannah a baby, but you, you have to understand, you know, everything's perfect in his timing and, and this, that, and the other. and all that. Yes, that's all, that's all true, but everything's also true in the Bible. And if he said that you're the fruit of your body here, let's read it. Hold on. Let's read the word. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body. In the fruit of your body. Read it it in different translations. Open it up in the Amplified. Open it up in the NLT. It's talking about producing offspring. Producing children. And God has promised the ability to have children. All right, Let's look at verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. The heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. To bless all the work of your hand you shall lend to many nations and shall not borrow number 6 god will bless the work of my hand god will bless the work of your hands when you if you have a business god wants to bless your business if you're in a business god wants to bless what you're doing in that business god wants to bless what you put your hands to. you in genesis it tells us if a man does not work he does not eat. Therefore, when you work, it's, you're actually following a command of God, and you are putting yourself in position for the work of your hands to be blessed. There should be favor at your job. You should walk in, and they go, you know, I don't know why. I just I like her. Man, I like him. I, I know he's only 19. Can we give him a promotion? What can we do for him? I know she just started last month. Didn't you tell me that they're already, they already were trying to promote you? How long have you been working there? A month. Just got a new job. The job itself was a blessing, was an increase. She gave that testimony a while back. And not only that, a month being there, less than a month because you told us last week, already trying to promote her. God will bless the work of your hand. Number seven. I shall have enough to lend and not need to borrow. I'm not saying you can't take a loans. I have a mortgage. I'm not. I, I'm not saying you. 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 You shouldn't. That it's a sin. Let me let me clarify. I'm not saying that it's a sin to borrow. The Bible doesn't say that. But it's saying that I should have an expectation in my life. My expectation is that that God is leading me to a point where I don't have to. Where I don't have to. Where I have. I have so much. I mean, listen. Listen. If, if you think about it like this, I'm, I'm essentially, in a sense, a slave to the bank. I mean, when it comes down to it, I've got to either pay my mortgage or give up my house. I have to. I mean, if it came down to it, the bank is going to hold up their end of the deal. Now, God will, I believe God will protect me and all that, but, but he's given us a better scenario. Wouldn't it be better if I just had it outright... Nobody's got the deed but me. It's my land, my house. If I don't want you, you know, I mean, you, 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 you don't have to worry about evil spirits and witchcraft and all that kind of stuff. When it's your property, you kick them off. Just saying. The Bible said it, not me. God will bless the work of your hand and you have, shall have enough to lend and not need to borrow. All right. Uh twenty eight thirteen. Let's read this. And the Lord will make you this is one of the, the, the kind of the cap of this whole thing. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail above only. Everybody say only. only. Put it together, say above only. He'll make you above, only, and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I commanded to you today, and are careful to observe them. If you're careful to observe what God told you. If you're careful to observe the voice of the Lord. If you if you learn to be led by the Spirit, God will lead you to these. He will make you the head and not the tail. So number eight is what? I always come out on top. I always come out on top. If it looks like you're down, and somebody's giving you a hard time because it looks like you're down, it looks like you're defeated, you just look right back at them and say, God's not finished with me yet. Because I always come out on top. I always, I'm the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. I know it may look like I just got knocked down, but I'm coming right back up, baby. I'm coming right back up. Amen. Well, I already got through eight. You ready? You ready? Let's turn to Joshua chapter one. Joshua chapter one, a couple of pages over. Joshua chapter one. I have it in my Bible, but I like reading it out of. I mean, I have it in my notes, but I like reading it out of the paper Bible. All right, I'm going to start in. Um, let's start in verse three. Every so this is this is after the death of Moses. Joshua is now taken over as the leader of the Israelites. And God's saying, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness, and he goes on to explain in verse 4, talks about the territory, and then look at verse 5. No man, no man, no person, no human being shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, there we see, no respect of persons. I was with him, I'm going to be with you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, nor forsake you. Number nine, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. There's actually three points to this one, to all in this verse, because there's a lot in this. But number one one of this set, number nine, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You may also recognize that from Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Isaiah 54, 17. Listen, God removes the power from any adversary that I face. If they're meant to harm me, their power is useless against me. Well, my my friend, that's a mighty cocky way to live. No, it's not. It's a way to live that's based on the word of God. And he said that any man who builds his life on the foundation of this world of this word and not the world, he makes his house like a like a house built on solid rock. When the waves come, it doesn't get washed away. But if I build it on sand, if I build it on the world, when the waves come, whoosh, Your feet are swept out from under you. When you build your life, man, I I just don't know. I mean, that's that's a mighty bold statement. Yeah, I know. God's mighty bold. He's a mighty bold God with mighty bold promises. And you know what? He's not a man that he should lie. So if he said he'll do it, it's not my problem. It's not my issue. God said he'll do it. I'm going to stand right here and watch him do it. I'm going to follow them right into provision. I'm going to follow them right into safety. I'm going to follow them right into protection. Amen? Are you getting anything out of this today? Number 10, God will never fail me. For everybody on the praise team that said I wouldn't make it to 10, ha. God will never fail me. As I said earlier, God is too faithful to fail me. And right along with that, number 11, God will never abandon me. So God will never fail me, and God will never abandon me. That's all in Joshua 1, 5. No man shall be able to stand before you. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I will not leave you, nor forsake you. Well, I just, I just, I just feel like God's not with me. I just feel like, you know, stop going by your feelings. It does not say, our staple verses for this whole s- s- season is uh, Romans 8. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit, not your feelings, for as many as are led by the Spirit, they are children of God. I, I'm, I, I, I don't have to feel like God's with me. He said he is. He said he'll never leave me. He'll never abandon me. Has the, as the world ended? Has the rapture happened? Has God come back? uh, um, It says as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed, time, and harvest. Has, Has any of that happened? No. Then God is with you. Look to whoever's telling you that. Look at yourself in the mirror if you have to and say, I don't care what it looks like. I do not care what it feels like. My God is for me. My God is not against me. And my God is with me. He will never leave me. Do I have to say it like that? Maybe. Might have to get a little, you know, a little attitude every once in a while. Just don't sin. Don't make anybody else mad. Amen? God will never abandon me. Let's keep going to verses 6 and 7. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. Do you see? Do you see the promise, how it's contingent on, on following the commandments? Um, do not turn from it from the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Number 12, God will cause me to succeed in everything I do. God will cause me to succeed in everything that I I do. How many of y'all believe that's true? God will cause you to succeed in everything that you do. I'm glad that three people are excited about that. Amen. God will cause you to succeed in everything that you do. Turn to Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, everybody say my delight. delight. Why am I saying it's my delight? Because I'm going to be that person that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. If I'm going to follow God, I can't be in those places. Man, that's good. This is why you're in a Holy Spirit church, because that wasn't in my notes, that came right out of my spirit. If you want to follow God, if you want to know what it's like to hear from God, you want to know where, listen, let me, let me just read you the beginning of it again. I'm blessed when I'm not in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't listen to people. Stop listening to the view. I mean, that's your counsel? When you got this whole book and you're, well, they said the other day on that such and such news channel, man, I'm telling you, they said, we got to do this and we got to do this and we better hunker down because that whole, uh, whole food shortage thing is coming. Not, no, not to me. I'm eating baby. Unless I'm fasting, I'm eating. You call, call food shortages wherever you want. Somehow, some way. I mean, listen, I took horticulture, Clemson. I mean, y'all might be eating out of my garden, but I'm eating. God's going to provide for me and my family. He said he would. I'm not walking in the counsel of the ungodly. If I want to follow God, I'm not going to find find him leading me out of these places. Where else? I'm not going to stand in the path of sinners. And I'm not going to sit in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2. But his delight, say my delight, is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates on it day and night. So we're meditating on his word. That's what we talked about at the beginning. Verse 3. Here's the promise. He shall be. Say, I'm going to be like this. Come on, y'all, say it with me. Say, I'm going like to be like this. All right, now I'm going to read the verse. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Number 13, as I serve God, no storm, no problem, no issue can move me or hinder me from my fruitfulness. I shall be like a tree planted by waters. I'm going to, look, look what it says, I'm going to uh, bring forth fruit in every season. My leaf shall not wither. In other words, what I'm producing, what's coming out of me, it's not going to stop based on what's happening around me. As I serve God, no storm can move me or hinder me from my fruitfulness. Turn to Psalm 91. Psalm 91, I'm moving fast because I got to. I got to get to verse, to to number 24. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My My God in Him shall I trust. Psalm 91, 3. Surely He, who is He? My God. Surely my God shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Number 14, God will protect me from all deadly diseases. That's a promise of God. It's also in verse 6 and in verse 10. Look at verse 4. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Notice verse 7, so powerful. A thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand may fall at your right hand. But it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I look and see the reward of the wicked. Number 15, no evil has the power to take me out. No evil has the power to take me out. Others may fall. I'm standing. No evil, and it's not that there's not evil. It's not that it doesn't have power. It's power it doesn't work on me. No evil has the power to take me out. Look at verse 9 and 10. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. So because you've made him your dwelling place, look at verse 10. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Number 16. God will keep my home free of disease. God will keep my home free of disease. Look at verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Number 17, angels accompany me everywhere I go. I I don't know if I believe that. Okay, well, look around. Where's that light? I mean, I told you the testimony of Brother Simon. There was an angel with him in that car. I I just, I I have to, somehow that door closed and he spun around the right way and spun just off to the side and that Tesla hit him, not where it could have hit him, but where it needed to hit him to keep him safe. Listen, angels go about you everywhere you go. If you, if you follow his commandments, this is a promise. Angels accompany me everywhere that I go. All right, let's keep going. For he shall give his angels charge, verse 12, in their hands, they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot on a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, uh, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. Look at verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. Number 18, when I pray, God not only hears me, he will answer me. God not only hears me when I pray, but he will answer me. I will be with him in trouble. Verse 19, God won't leave me, or not verse 19, number 19. God won't leave me even when trouble comes. When I pray, God not only hears me, he will answer me. And number 19, God will not leave me even when trouble comes. It's also in Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the one who goes with you. He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. All right. Uh, I've already read uh, number uh, verses 12 through 14. So number 20, God will rescue me out of all trouble. In verses 12 through 14, it says, In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot. And then at the end it says, Because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Number 20, God will rescue me out of all trouble. God will rescue me out of all trouble. And let's finish this out. In verse 16, Psalm ninety-one sixteen: With long life... With long life, everybody say this verse with me. Read it with me. Say, "With long life, with long life I, will him I will satisfy him and show him, and show him my, my, salvation. my salvation." Now we're going to make this personal. It's the Bible, so it's okay to take uh, pro, you know personal pronouns, and we're going to flip them and make it about us. Ready? So y'all just say it after me. Say, "With long life, with long life God will satisfy, me, God will satisfy and me and show me His salvation." Number 21, God will give me long life. God will give me long life. I'm going to read these last ones right out of my notes from the book of John. We read earlier John 16, These things I have spoken to you, have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Number 22, God will give me peace when I'm in Jesus. God will give me peace. There should be peace in your household. Again, go back and listen to uh, August 28th sermon from Pastor Steve at FWC Florence, the 9 a.m. service, whole sermon on peace. It was awesome. God will give you peace. John chapter 15, verse 11. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Number 23, God will make my joy full. Put put a smile on your face. Not not because you feel happy, but because the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm going to live in joy. I'm going to walk in joy. It says I have it, so I'm going to walk in it. I mean, if you want to live in dismay, and you want to just live in woe is me, and you want everybody, listen, all you have to do is, is take 20 seconds, put out a dra- dramatic post on Facebook, and you'll get all the attention you want. You can make it real vague, too. Oh, pray for me today. With like some crazy emojis. Oh, sister, what's wrong? Oh, man, hey, bro, I'm praying for you. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people praying for you. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you asking for people to pray for you. Do it. But do it while you're saying, I know God is leading me to joy. I know God has joy, full joy for me. His word says it, that when I'm in him, my joy remains in you, that your joy stays full. Amen? Number 24. I'm, I'm going to be one minute late. Man. Matthew six thirty-three. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Number 24, put him first, and he'll lead you to all these things. Put him first, and he'll lead you to all these things. What are all these things? Anything that I left out of here, Anything that's not in one of these, when you put him first, he leads you. Look at Psalm 37. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you, he'll give you some of the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he, verse five, Psalm thirty-seven, five. And he, and he, shall bring it to pass. Commit your way to the Lord. It's the same as the Old Testament scripture. Same as Matthew six. Look at them side by side. What does Matthew six say? Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness. And all these things, if you read the whole chapter he's talking about, don't worry about what you eat. Don't worry about what you wear. Don't worry about all this. We get so worried and so caught up. You can't even allow God to lead you anywhere because you're so worried about what he already promised you he would do. He already told you he would do it. He already told you he'd provide for you. He already told you there's safety. He already told you there's protection. Just walk in tandem with him. Walk in step with him. Walk into provision. Walk into blessing. Walk into the promises. Let him lead you and guide you. Follow him to his promises. Did you get anything out of this today? I went through 24 points and sub points by 12.02 p.m. Ha, ha, Heavenly Father, as they leave here today, Lord, I thank you that your promises ring true in their life. I thank you that as you said in your word, they are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. They're blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city and blessed in the field. I thank you that these promises and the many more that I know in your word that are, that are in your word I thank you that you make them come to pass in their life when they do their part, when we do our part, when all of us, when we do our part, I thank you for doing yours. I thank you for honoring your promises. I thank you for blessing us and protecting us and keeping us safe. I thank you for leading us into all truth, leading us into your promises. And God, I thank you that wherever we go in you, there's joy. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's freedom. And God, I thank you for it. Give you all the praise, honor, and glory for it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Stand on your feet.